If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. What I love about low ticket, low touch offers is that I can be so intentional on the front end of how I create these offers to help deliver results on the back end without requiring a lot of effort on my part. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. This episode is inspired by a recent debate I was having with some other incredible CEOs and moms. So one thing about me that you need to know is I love being in community with other people who are in a similar stage of life or business. And my friend Natalie Ellis started this mastermind called CEO Mama. And I joined this year. And it's been awesome to just connect with other women who have young children at home who are also running really successful businesses. And on one of our calls recently, we had this incredible debate that I cannot stop thinking about. And so I was like, I need to just record an entire episode about this. So during the discussion, one of the women in the group raised the question of whether to pursue a high ticket, meaning expensive, high touch approach or offer, or to go deeper on low ticket, low price offers in order to serve her clients. And it was so interesting because what happens in a mastermind like this is one person will ask a question and then anyone can chime in with their advice. And the advice was so different based on who was giving it. Like so many entrepreneurs, this is a decision that I've grappled with in various business capacities throughout my career. So I am so eager to talk about this today. What is better? High ticket, high touch, low ticket volume offers. This was an amazing conversation amongst many of the women in my mastermind. And today, hopefully it is going to be an amazing conversation on the Gold Digger podcast. Let's dive on in. Pop quiz. Who do you think is more popular these days? Taylor Swift or ChatGPT? 
Now, although our feeds are flooded with hype around the Eras Tour, ChatGPT is actually beating Taylor Swift in search volume, which tells us that the AI revolution is upon us. That's why HubSpot's brand new AI power tools, Content Assistant and ChatSpot are all the rage. Content Assistant helps you brainstorm, create and share content in a flash, all inside a super easy to use CRM. And ChatSpot, which runs on OpenAI's GPT-powered tech, automates all the manual tasks inside of HubSpot to help you engage more customers, close more deals and scale your business faster. Both are designed to help you get more done, stand out amongst the competition, and work smarter, not harder. Find out more about how to use AI to grow your business at HubSpot.com slash artificial dash intelligence. Again, that's HubSpot.com slash artificial dash intelligence to check out these tools for yourself. So to provide a little bit of additional context, this scenario that we're talking about today was based off of a woman. We'll call her L. And L had a low ticket course. Let's say it was like $300. And people were getting awesome success with it. She was serving a high volume of students. Then she decided, I want to have a $5,000 offer and serve less people, but at a higher level. And that offer wasn't selling as well. And so she was like, should I scrap it and go back down to low ticket? What should I do? And I thought this was a really great question because I think that so many of us are at different stages of our lives, of our business, maybe even of motherhood. And we're trying to figure out what type of offer is best for me, for my lifestyle, for my business, for my revenue, and for my family at this stage of life. This is something that I think about all of the time most specifically when men give me business advice on what I should be doing, it's through their lens of experience. And for me, I feel like I am in such a tender season of my life with young children at my feet and at home that while I know that I could do a different offer or a different structure that would likely be successful, it doesn't align with where I'm at energetically or what I want in terms of my lifestyle. And so what was amazing is, is with Elle's question, a bunch of different people brought different perspectives on which way and which method would serve her better, knowing that she has one young child, she's hoping to get pregnant again soon. And so we were all kind of debating like timelines and offers and what would be the best. At the end of this episode, I'm going to share the advice that I gave to Elle on what I would do if I were in her shoes. But first, let's talk about the difference between high ticket, high touch and low ticket, low touch offers. So first, a high ticket, high touch offer. The major advantage of doing something like this is that you can provide an exceptional level of service and customization to a small group of clients. So if you are creating some sort of offer where you don't want volume, you want to have the right people in at the right level of investment, this can help you to give an exceptional high touch experience. This often can translate to higher profit margins and the ability to establish yourself as a luxury brand. If that is something that you want, then you definitely want to focus on high ticket, high touch offers. According to research done by HubSpot, 68% of consumers say that they are willing to pay more for products or services from a brand known to offer good customer service experiences. So keep that in mind. If you are charging premium prices, you want to provide a premium experience. Now, what I see as, as the disadvantage of high ticket, high touch offers 
is it usually requires a significant amount of time and energy and investment on your part in order to cater to each individual's needs and to ensure that they get this over-the-top experience. So for example, when I was a photographer, at the beginning, it was more of a volumes game. So the first year I shot 25 weddings. The next year I shot 27 weddings. The next year I shot 30 weddings. That might not be a lot to some people, but at the time I was charging a lesser price and serving more clients. As I started to get more established, get more recognized, gain more accolades in the wedding industry, I started to pull back on the volume and increase the price. And so when I first started shooting weddings, they cost anywhere from $2,500 to $3,000. By the end of my career, people were spending upwards of almost $10,000 for their wedding photography. And that was because I had gained the experience in order to charge those rates. But it also allowed me to cut back on my workload. So the year that I was pregnant with Coco, I I was still shooting weddings. I think a lot of people forget that I was still shooting weddings five years ago. And I was only serving like four clients at a high ticket price point at that stage of my career. And so what's interesting here is, especially if you're a service provider, you can always start out at a low ticket offer and gain that valuable experience and feedback and the testimonials and the expertise required to then increase your rates and serve less people. So Let's talk a little bit about high ticket, high touch. So I think this can be an incredible idea for people who are willing to cater to individuals' needs and craft an experience. If you are someone who loves giving people an amazing experience, for example, like when you host, if you have, you know, signature cocktails ready and beautiful cocktail napkins and things like that. Like This might be it for you. I am the type of person, if you come over to my house, we might order Domino's pizza and eat on paper plates. That is not my gifting. That is not my specialty. That doesn't mean that I couldn't hire out those specific things, but that is not my sweet spot. So when you are thinking about like high to get high touch, you have to understand that there are going to be ebbs and flows within that sort of offer structure where your time, energy, and investment are deeply required at a really high hand-holding level. And then there are probably going to be times where your clients or customers are on their own and they're not bothering you. And so if you can kind of plan for those ebbs and flows within that and that works for you, that might be it. Now let's talk about low ticket, low touch offers. So these type of offers allow you to reach a broader audience and generate revenue from a larger customer base. While the profit margins may be lower, you can compensate for it through volume, meaning selling more. Now the key advantage here is scalability as you can serve more people with less individual attention. Low ticket doesn't mean you just like abandon customers. 78% of customers have backed out of a purchase due to poor customer experience but you want to make sure that with low ticket, low touch, you are equipping people to find success or to save themselves time or to get joy through your offer, but that there isn't a level of energetic need from you. So again, this is more of a volumes game. So let's say you want to make $50,000 this year. You could sell one product that costs $2,000 to 25 people. Or you could sell a $25 product to 2,000 people. Which one is going to make more sense for you? Which one is more feasible for you? Can you see how there is a difference in this debate? And I think it's an awesome, awesome debate. So what's really interesting to me is as we were having this conversation, 
There were some women who, again, are CEOs and moms who swore by doing the high ticket, high touch point offer. These are women who maybe run a coaching program where they're coaching 10 people for an investment of $100,000 for the year, or they're leading these, you know, two month long incubators where it's a high ticket, a high buy-in price, and they are getting a lot of extra support and a great experience. These people swear by doing this. Now, one advantage that I've seen is a lot of times the higher the ticket, the more trust people put into the person that is giving the offer. So when I had high ticket wedding clients, a lot of times they were pretty hands off. They just trusted me to be the expert, to guide them, to do my job well. And I appreciated that, right? There's a different level there. A lot of times when people are investing a high ticket amount of money, they are also established enough in many ways where they are not going to be asking you step A, B, C, D, and E. They might already have a lot of the pieces of the puzzle completed and now they're just looking for that extra secret sauce or to learn that one thing that you know really well. And so there was a lot of debate saying that a lot of times, often our neediest clients are the lowest cost clients. I don't know if anyone else has experienced that. But if you think about it, it makes sense. These are people that are likely at the beginning stages of their journey, whether it's as a consumer, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. They need more help. They need more handholding. It's a really delicate balance to try to find this sweet spot where if you are going with a high ticket, high touch point offer you are qualifying these people before they are coming in to your offer to ensure that they are the right fit and their expectations are right. The year that I got pregnant with Coco, I had decided to host a high ticket mastermind. And let me tell you, I loved so much of it. There were 25 women in it. They each invested $25,000. And that year was so transformative for me, but it was so transformative for so many of the women in the mastermind. Now, what I learned in that year was that there were some challenges in charging that amount of money. And there were some mistakes that I made in doing that. One of the things that I think was a mistake is I didn't have a very strong qualification process. So when people applied to be in my mastermind, I got some baseline information about where they were at with their business because I wanted to make sure if they're joining and they're investing this much money that I can deliver that value. And so I would intensify my screening process to ensure that people are truly at the right stage of their business and that their goals are aligned with what I feel like I excel in. What ended up happening is, is that there were some students who were in the mastermind who were ready to run. They understood what I was teaching. They took it. They got results. They earned back their investment so quick. And then there were also women in the mastermind who just weren't ready yet. And that was something that I probably could have learned better had I had a better screening process. And so while they have found success five years out of the mastermind, and they are now applying some of those principles that maybe they gleaned inside of one of our mastermind retreats, they probably weren't ready for that level of investment yet. And what ended up happening for me is that I felt highly responsible for getting them their initial investment back. I knew what it was like to put that much money down because I had done it in other masterminds. And I've had very good mastermind experiences and I've had some not so great mastermind experiences. And I wanted to ensure that each woman who was investing the significant amount of money would walk away knowing and having the earning power to earn back that initial investment times 10. 
And so that personal responsibility that I felt energetically was draining at times because there were so many times where I was like, this person is so close, but they just don't get it. Or I've given them every step, but they're just not implementing it, which is why they're not seeing results and they're getting frustrated. And I felt that deep level of commitment to help people earn back their investment to the expense of my energy. Now, this was also a really challenging personal year for me because I had moved states and gotten pregnant with Coco. And my pregnancy with her was really rocky emotionally, physically. It was all the things. After experiencing two losses, being pregnant again was the greatest blessing, but it was also a massive challenge. And so looking back, the timing of doing this high ticket, high price, high touch point offer was not great because I was not as available as I wanted to be in terms of delivering the experience again. To sum all of this up, hosting my mastermind was literally one of the greatest things I've ever done in my entire business. Watching business owners flourish, pulling back the curtain, guiding people to the next stage and scale of their business. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Like There were so many moments where I was like, this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. But there were also moments where I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Like This is so draining. I want to deliver. I want to be responsible and it's not my responsibility. And so that's something that I want for you to think about. Quick recommendation for you. If you love Gold Digger, check out My First Million hosted by Sam Parr and Sean Purry. Brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, My First Million features guests like Alex Ramosi, Sophia Amoruso, and Rob Deerdeck. They're sharing their secrets on how they made their first million and how to apply their learnings to capitalize on today's business trends and opportunities. I was just listening to them talk about Sean's AI plan dinner with tech billionaires, something I cannot relate to, but I am utterly curious about. And it was honestly so clever and also hilarious how he used ChatGPT to create the menu. You're going to love their candid business conversations, industry observations, and world-class advice. Listen to My First Million today, wherever you get your podcasts. With one little shift, my life began to feel longer, more expansive. I know it sounds dramatic, but it all started when I questioned something that I had claimed about myself for years. I had said, journaling isn't for me. I would look at my graveyard of unfinished journals and feel like a failure. My intentions, they had been good, but I simply didn't enjoy the experience of journaling. But then something clicked. I created a five-minute daily practice and my daily reflection journal was born. Now I want you to experience the life-changing habit too. Grab your daily reflection journal by going to howareyoureallyjournal.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram with the word reflect and I'll send you all the info on how to get your hands on a copy. It's a one page per day journal that gives you enough space to open your mind, respond to the open prompts and reflect on your day. There is so much magic in a five minute daily check-in. Start your new journaling journey with me and get your daily reflection journal plus a free journaling masterclass to help you get started on your journaling path when you do. You can grab this at howareyoureallyjournal.com or hop onto Insta and shoot me a DM with the word reflect. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. 
Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive member sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. So what is the other side of that coin? So if that does not sound like something that you want or you're able to really invest in energetically, financially, experientially, then what is the other side of the coin? The other side of the coin is the low ticket, low touch offers. This is where I have found my sweet spot over the last five years. And it's no surprise that the last five years have been my years as a mom. This has been my path forward. And it's really interesting because every time I talk to a business consultant, they're like, Jenna, you need to add in more high ticket, high touch offers. Like your audience is so ready for them. Like they would totally do these. And I'm like, I get it. And I see that, but I am not there. What I love about low ticket, low touch offers is that I can be so intentional on the front end of how I create these offers to help deliver results on the back end without requiring a lot of effort on my part. So for me, low ticket, low touch offers include having a digital shop online, jennacutcher.com slash shop. We sell different templates. We sell pricing guides. We sell media kits. We sell editing presets. It is a low ticket offer and requires very little support. I also sell online courses and I freaking love my online courses. I build them so intentionally so that once somebody invests their money, they are paying attention, they are taking the program, they are getting results. It requires very little effort on my part. I am involved in my Facebook communities, answering my students' questions, and that's about it. So I build it on the front end in the right way. And then I focus my energy on selling it and helping people get results. This has been my bread and butter for the last five years in this season of life. Now, why I argue for this is because you can be in control of what the level of support is and also in control of what someone's expectation is around that experience that you can offer. For my online programs, they are so comprehensive and fluff-free that when you dive in, you have everything. I anticipate everything you could need to get success You don't need handholding because it's already written out for you inside of the course. And so I swear by this approach, especially if you are someone who is juggling a lot of life or perhaps children, because you do everything on the front end to anticipate what the back end looks like. Whereas I feel like with high ticket, high touch, you can plan all you want. But once you get those people in the room or once you get 
your service to be provided, like it's not necessarily in your court any longer. Like you are kind of working around the person who is paid. So it's really interesting as we think about this, this doesn't just apply for digital businesses or online businesses. This can apply for any industry. So think of like a boutique. You could be a very high-end boutique where you have designer clothes, you serve a smaller market and you may have like better customer service or when you walk through the door, there's champagne. Like it is a true experience, but there are fewer people qualified to enjoy that experience. Or you could be a boutique and have a low ticket style boutique where you sell lower budget clothes serving a larger market And they don't require or expect these personal touches with their experience. Or think about real estate, for example. You could be selling million-dollar homes to less than 10 clients per year, or you could sell $100,000 homes to 100 clients per year. Again, just a different type of clientele, different expectations, different business models. For e-commerce, maybe you sell jewelry on Etsy. You could sell high-quality 14-karat gold necklaces with beautiful packaging and custom engraving and fast shipping for a higher price and less buyers. Or you could sell costume jewelry at a low price to a ton of people. So you've got to kind of think, do you want to have a really wide net? If so, you probably want to have low priced offers that reach a wider variety of people. Or do you want to work with just the chosen few? If that's you, then you want to have a high ticket, high touch offer. Do you see how there's really no right or wrong answer here? Any type of business or any industry likely has different levels of the game. There are always going to be people who value that high touch experience. There are also always going to be people who are at the starting line, who are budget hunters, who are looking for that first step. They kind of sell the same thing, right? But one is a totally different experience than the other. Neither is a right way to do business. It is just different. So let's kind of continue to explore what exactly is different and how you can decide which one is right for you. Listen to this. No matter what your business is, there is one major thing that I think you have to consider between high-ticket, high-touch offers and low-ticket, low-touch offers. And that thing is energy. You probably thought that I was going to say like time and money, but it is energy. The truth is you can probably make the same amount of money with these two different business models and spend the same amount of time. But in my experience, it is so important that you understand the difference in energy expenditure based on these models. That is the most variable thing that I want for you to consider. Before I had kids and I was able to do you know, full-time wedding photography, I loved offering a high-end experience. I was sending out welcome gifts, sending out wedding week gifts. Like I had this beautiful experience for my clients because I valued them and I wanted them to feel special every single step of the way. Like I love to over-deliver and try to exceed my clients' expectations. And I was able to charge a premium for that experience. Then when I became a mom, like that was such a game changer for me and my business. It shifted my priorities, but it also shifted my energy allocation. Like when I became a mom, I felt like my time evaporated, but along with that, so did my energy. And I found that low ticket, low touch offerings made so much more sense in terms of managing my energy levels, what my work looked like, how much time I was spending on the internet every day. I have focused on developing these online courses instead of offering one-on-one mentorship, one-on-one coaching. While I would love to have the bandwidth to do that, I am seeing like I can create something once and serve the masses and make a greater impact if I go one-to-many than if I move to a one-to-one model. Now, that isn't to say that I won't do that in the future. I'm hopeful that once both of my kids are in school and I have more time unlocked, that might be something I can do because I feel like 
I could look into businesses and give them exactly what they need to go to the next level. Like I love nothing more than doing that. I just don't have the energetic bandwidth right now to add that on. And so it's so interesting when I think about energetically, you know, we all come at it from a different perspective, which is why on this mastermind call, the debate was so rich because certain people were swearing by high ticket, high touch, and other people were swearing by low ticket, low touch. And it was just this awesome conversation, which leads me to some questions that maybe can help you get your wheels turning. You can also find these questions in the show description today. So first, where is your energy best spent right now? Like, what do you have the bandwidth for? What lights you up? What excites you? Is it this one-to-many or is it more of a one-to-one experience that you can offer? What feels better to you? What feels more sustainable to you? Answer that question. Where is your energy best spent right now? The next question is, how much energy do you have to devote to something or someone? Like, are you in a season of life or business where you can dedicate a ton of time and energy to your clients? Are you in that space where you are more available? You are excited to be available. Of course, you can be available with boundaries, but are you in that space where you are willing to step alongside someone on their own unique journey and cater to their needs? Or are you looking for more of a scalable approach where again, one to many? Next question, what are the expectations of what you are offering? For example, if someone is buying a $300 course, their expectations of you are going to be far less than if they're spending $25,000 on a mastermind. So what are the expectations for your offer and how can you make them crystal clear? I think any of us as entrepreneurs, if we have ever had a dissatisfied client, we can either see red flags early on that they were not the right fit for our offer, or we can see opportunities where we did not set the expectations clearly from the jump. This is a huge question. What are the expectations surrounding your offer? Are people expecting you to hold their hand and walk them through it step by step? Are they expecting to get all the steps that you have inside of your package? What does that look like? And how can you be crystal clear so that you can continue to under-promise, over-deliver every step of the way, no matter which type of offer you choose? Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And then the last question is, what are your revenue goals compared to the price of your offer? So again, the more you charge, the less you have to sell, but the greater the experience you have to offer. So Sit down and literally whip out a calculator and calculate. How many of these things do I need to sell in order to hit my revenue goal? What does the experience need to look like around that price point? Again, it's going to look different if they're spending $300 or $30,000. So get really clear on what are my goals? Do I think I can sell this at volume or do I need to go more niche and boutique? Which one is going to work best for me? Now, if you're listening and you've answered the questions, you're probably thinking, okay, I hear you, but I still am not totally sure which one I want to do. Here's what I would encourage you to do. And I encourage this with a slight dose of caution. I think it would be really important for you to test out both ideas. If you are not crystal clear, there is an area of gray that you are living in where you're like, I don't know, I could go either way here. And I would encourage you to maybe test that out. Test it out within a container of time so that you can protect yourself if it wasn't the right fit or the right method that you are not stuck in it for the next year of your life. So here was my advice for L, who asked the question from the very beginning. I said, if you are in a season of life where you are maybe looking at potentially becoming pregnant and giving birth to another child in the next year, I would highly encourage you to do low ticket, low expectation offers. This allows you to create something intentionally from the jump and get it out into the world with clearly set expectations so that your level of service is very upfront and understood. That way, if you, like me, are deadly sick during your first trimester, or you have a challenging birth, or you struggle during postpartum, you are not stuck trying to deliver an experience that you are unable to. One of the best things about being an entrepreneur is that we get to choose how we show up, what our offers look like, and where our energy goes. And so I told her, I said, if you are really excited about doing a high-ticket, high-touch offer, I would do something that has a time constraint that is conducive to the life that you're planning. So maybe you do a 12-week mastermind instead of a 12-month mastermind. This allows you to test the waters, but have that boundary around it so that if it is not the right fit, you are not either refunding your students or your clients their money, 
or you're not trying to battle through an experience that doesn't feel in alignment for you. I highly encourage this approach for anyone that is creating a new offer where you give yourself, say, a month time, or you're going to go hard for two weeks or three months or a quarter of the year, whatever that looks like for you, so that you're not building a business that you feel stuck by, that you're not creating offers that you cannot deliver upon, that you are not building yourself a job that you don't actually love. I think having boundaries like that can be absolutely powerful because it allows you to set the expectations up front and to have the exit strategy already outlined should it not be the right fit for you, your life, and your business. And so if you are able to, what I would encourage you to do is to create two different offers, one that is low ticket, low touch for that entry point, and then a high ticket, high touch offer where you can invite people who have already experienced, who are already sold, who are waiting for that next step for you into the next offer. We've talked about this idea, this concept of a value ladder on our show before where you're almost building out your own funnel. There are always going to be people who want free. Then there will be people who are ready to make a minimal investment. Then there will be people who want the next step and the next step and the next step. And they're willing to continually invest to continue to get the next step, the next level of support from you. And so if you are able to create that low ticket, low touch offer that can be scaled, that can serve the masses, but then have a more high ticket offer that you can invite those low ticket, low touch people into once they have completed and gotten this success, that can be a really great way to test the waters. Again, I would encourage you to do it in a container of time that feels safe for you so that if it isn't the right move or the right offer, you are not stuck delivering for the entire year or whatever that looks like for you. For me, I love to launch in seasons. So I love to look at my business in terms of the quarters and I do one launch per quarter, which feels great in terms of my life, my rhythm and my energy right now. And so if I were to follow this model, I would definitely start with a low ticket, low touch offer first give people a little bit of space, and then create and offer the next step for those who are ready. Again, with every step of investment and every step of offer, you are only going to have a handful of people that are ready for that. And so that model is conducive to this value ladder idea where you are constantly inviting people to the next level of investment in order to unlock the next level of success, for example. I hope that this episode helped you to decide or at least contemplate what type of offer you should be creating or promoting in your business. Remember, this decision ultimately depends on your specific business goals, your personal circumstances, and the energy that you are willing and able to allocate to your business and your clients at this time. And the good news is, is that it's going to continue to evolve. So this doesn't have to be a one and done. This should be an ongoing conversation for you in your life and in your business. And it will probably continue to change based on what season of life you find yourself in and what is currently exciting you. As long as you learn to pay attention to these different seasons and make changes to your business model accordingly, your customers will likely pivot with you and be ready for whatever is next. I hope that this conversation was insightful. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. And of course, until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. 
And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.